footsteps behind you as you enter the woods. Night draws back its cape. Light illumines your path. Open your eyes. Listen. Welcome to Dark Softly Tales. Dark stories for dark hearts. I'm Mav Sky. Good evening, and welcome to Your Nightmares, and another episode of your favorite horror storytelling podcast, Dark Softly Tales. I'm your host, Mav, and we will be traveling in dark shadows this evening with a story called Killing Angels. We have met the dangerous old woman through several fairy tales, examined world history to see where these particular archetypes were inspired from, and now we've come full circle to where I want to present to you my story that was inspired by wicked witches and evil stepmothers. If you recall, in the story Poison Lip Gloss, back in episodes 4 through 7, The witch I wrote into that story was Wicked, but pretty cute as well. The old Wicked woman in this story is not adorable. She doesn't throw cute fits or stamp her feet when something doesn't go her way. No, this dangerous woman is truly frightening in every sense of the word. I can't tell you how long I ran circles around this story, poking Marley with a stick making sure she wasn't going to bite me as I went through the rewrites of this story, allowing myself to go where the story wanted to. By the way, the name Marley I stole from the name Marlene in The Juniper Tree. I also have a bird in the story. In The Juniper Tree, the bird is like a phoenix rising from the ashes. In Hansel and Gretel, the white bird led the children to the candy house. But in this story, I think you'll find that the bird Sunshine, or better, depending on who you believe, is a very different kind of bird. A messenger of death, of sorts. Is it a demon bird? Well, that is for you, the listener, to decide. But I'm getting ahead of myself. This story is on the longer side, so I will be breaking it up into two parts. Tonight, of course, is part one. With that said... A little old woman bearing cranberry cookies awaits us. Don't worry, I got your hand. There's no need for you to be afraid. Is there? Take my hand and hang on tight as we journey into the dark softly. Killing Angels by Mav Sky. Marley leaned out the window of her ground floor apartment, tugging a crocheted shawl about her shoulders. According to her son, Jeffrey, most elderly her age, complained of being cold. But not Marley. She was warm-blooded as they come, and she wore the shawl like the wolf wore the night. The living room window opened to a small courtyard the kitties like to call the park. 
The park was a yellow patch of grass with a single basketball hoop. It sidled along a sidewalk in a busy street. Marley searched the children that ran nilly-willy, singing that annoying rhyme. Hopscotch, graveyard watch, get what you get, and you get what you got. A grin spread across her cracked lips when Marley spotted the little yellow-haired boy bouncing a ball on the sidewalk. Her tongue flicked out and wetted her mouth, like the big bad wolf might do in an old cartoon when eyeballing the caroling three little pigs. Little boy? Huh? He stopped bouncing his ball and walked over the yellow patch of grass. Marley frowned when the dirty little rat stepped on the lower branches of the bush, mostly concealing her window. The branches bloomed tiny blood-red berries, deadly with a terrible scent. Once again, Marley drew her mouth in a grin, revealing sharp yellowed canines. Little boy, where is the little girl who wears the strawberry shortcake shirt? My sister? He shrugged and threw his ball up in the air. Don't know. Marley scanned the park for parents. She only saw the little brats. She leaned closer to the boy. What's her name? He dropped the ball and scratched his nose. Whose name? Your sister's. This caught the boy's attention. Marley recognized the alarm on his face and could practically read the words stranger danger in his eyes. He looked back at the other kids. Marley jumped into recovery mode. Don't mind me, child. I'm just a lonely old woman. She put her shawl on and glanced down. Do you like cookies? He nodded. I love cookies. Does your sister like cookies? Even more than me. My mama calls her the cookie monster. Marley nodded approvingly. I've got cranberry cookies. The little yellow-haired boy stuck out his tongue. Yuck! He tossed his red ball into the air. He spread his arms out to catch it, but miscalculated. The ball bounced off his head and rolled towards the street. A girl with yellow braids and a strawberry shortcake shirt rushed after him from the sidewalk and squirreled after the ball. She showed it to the boy. Mom said it's time for dinner! The little yellow-haired boy waved at Marley. Gotta go! Marley reached out the window as if to snatch him. Wait! Come back! But he was gone without so much as a glance back. She scowled, and after a quick scan to make sure no one had seen her, slammed the window shut. Jeffrey shifted grocery bags to his other hand as he used his key to unlock the door. He tapped the door open with his foot. The heavy door swung wide on the hinge, banging against the wall. There had never been a doorstop. He had kept trying to remember to pick one up at the hardware store, but usually Jeffrey had other things on his mind. His mother dropped the heavy curtains and swung around, looking like a cat that had been caught unraveling yarn. Jeffrey! Sheesh! Sorry, Mama. I didn't mean to scare you none. He ignored her scowl and stepped into the apartment, shut the door, 
and made his way to the kitchen. He sighed when he saw the mess piling out of the sink and set the groceries on the counter. Would it kill you to wash the dishes every once in a while? At my age, the dishes can wait. Marley turned back to the window and peeked through the curtains. Jeffrey glanced at her, watching those children again. What do you care what I do? Marley replied. Jeffrey shook his head. His mother was impossible. I got you some fresh strawberries at the grocery market. Did you get my cranberries, Jeffrey? He took the canned goods out of the bag and opened a cabinet to put them away. No, Mama. I got you some strawberries today. They're much sweeter. Her voice turned low and ugly, which meant the topic of his father or his sister was going to come up. I asked you for cranberries. Can't you do anything right? You're as useless as your father. No wonder he took Angel and left you with me. Jeffrey sighed. Daddy was just looking after her, like I look after you. You're both rotten. Where's my scotch? Did your pea brain remember that? Jeffrey looked up. I sure did. Got your three bottles. They carded me again today. Can you believe it? You'd think this grace streak would account for something. Marley rolled her eyes. Pour me a glass and don't take forever. Squeak? They both turned to the hanging cage. It was just to the side of Marley's chair near the window. Butter climbed across his perch and tilted his head, watching Jeffrey. Demon bird, muttered Marley. Butter popped out another shrill squeak. Jeffrey smiled, walked from the kitchen, and poked his finger between the cage's bars. Sunshine's just singing you a song, Mama. Butter chirped and nibbled on Jeffrey's finger. And he knows I bring his bird seed. Who's a hungry bird, huh? He blew an air kiss at the pale yellow bird. Butter chirped. Marley coughed and lit a cigarette. His name is Butter, Jeffrey. Yucky and sticky like the crap on the bottom of his cage. Besides, she pointed her cancer stick at him. How can you call a demon sunshine? Mama, sunshine is not a demon. He gently straightened the cage. There's things you don't know about better that I do. Now, get me my scotch. Jeffrey raised his eyebrows and shrugged his shoulders. He walked the whole five steps to the kitchen. Marley pulled the curtain back and opened the window a crack, blowing smoke out. The little girl with braids was out there again, playing with a jump rope and singing that hopscotch song. That girl with a strawberry shortcake shirt. She looks like Angela, don't you think? Jeffrey uncorked the bottle and poured. I don't remember what Angela looked like, Mama. Are you talking about the little blonde outside there? She's missing her two front teeth. Real cutie. He joined Marley by the window and handed her a drink. A cool breeze blew through the window. The curtains fluttered. A group of girls and boys had gathered. Two swung the jump rope while two others jumped in the middle. They all sang, 
Hopscotch, graveyard watch, you get what you get and you get what you got. Jeffrey smiled. Kids come up with the darndest songs. I don't see Angela. Jeffrey looked at his mother. That's because Angela isn't out there. You know that, don't you, Mama? She grunted in reply. Jeffrey pointed. Do you see that little blonde fella with the red ball? That's Angela's brother. Now, Mama, Jeffrey scolded, that girl ain't Angela. She wears a strawberry shortcake shirt, though, just like the one Angela used to wear. Do you remember that shirt, Jeffrey? Jeffrey smiled at her with sad eyes. I remember. Changed the subject. Well, that little fellow there with that red ball? Just last week, he rolled his ball right into that busy street. He's going to run after it, too. Just a little feller. I didn't want him running out into all them cars, so I, I told him to wait on the sidewalk while I got it. And you should have heard all them kids cheering and clapping as if I were a superhero. It really made my day. Hell, it made my week even. Ha! Huh. Marley snarled at him. You, a hero? If you were a hero, you'd have gone after your daddy and gave him what he deserved. It served him right after allowing himself to be fooled by that angel wench. Jeffrey put a hand on her shoulder and squeezed. Angela couldn't help it. Her mama dumped her on you and daddy. Heck, daddy didn't even know he had a daughter. Marley stiffened under his hand and shrugged him off. Edward took to that girl like a flea on a dog. My little angel, he called her. Never called me that. Mama, I'm sure Daddy loved you just as much. Jeffrey stuffed his hands in his pockets and watched the children play. The sun cast radiance upon them. Even their shadows seemed outlined in gold. He heaped all his love on his little angel. Didn't leave much for me, now did he? She turned her glare on him. Frowning, Jeffrey continued to watch the children, dreading the familiar story. He wished she'd just let the past go. Didn't I give birth to Edward's son? I cooked his dinner. I cleaned his house. And what did I get? Little Angel pinched your fat baby thighs when Edward wasn't home. Little Angel threw mud pies at the window and blamed the neighbors. The little Angel set the curtains on fire and broke all my china. I remember crystal clear the day Angela dumped bleach into the bathtub. The howl you gave when I placed you in the water and scrubbed that jelly off your face. I heard that smug angel snicker behind the door. She paused. Jeffrey waited to hear how Daddy had shown up late for dinner, how he found Angela crying. He packed up and left that night. Jeffrey didn't remember any of this, but Marley reminded him of it often. Enough was enough. Marley shook her head. I gave that little angel what she was due. Jeffrey looked over at his mother, 
alarmed. What are you talking about? That little wench. She hated the color red. She wouldn't wear it, touch it, smell it, or eat it. Jeffrey tensed. You've never mentioned that before. Marley smiled. Cranberries. I told her to eat them. If she could give you raw, blistered cheeks from the bleach, then she could eat raw, red cranberries. Marley raised her glass and drank half of its contents. Jeffrey pinched his lips with his hand. He felt cold and damp. Did she eat them, Mama? Marley snarled. That little angel laughed in my face. She raised her glass again, emptied it, and handed it to Jeffrey. I told her I'd cram those berries down her throat if she wouldn't do it herself. She said she'd tell her daddy on me and beg him to leave. Silence. Enough was enough, Jeffrey. She got what she deserved. Jeffrey's heart froze in his chest. Mama, what did you do to her? Doesn't matter what I did. The little wench deserved it. When your daddy came home, he packed up Angela, left me that very night. He left me all alone. Jeffrey looked at Marley. He didn't believe, couldn't believe, that she'd actually try to hurt the child. No one was heartless as that, not even his mother. You have me, Mama. I don't care what Daddy or Angela did. I'll never leave you. Marley grunted. They watched the children in silence. Hopscotch, graveyard watch. You get what you get and you get what you... The boy twirling the rope lost the beat and the girl tangled in the rope. Dumbo, I almost beat my record. Strawberry Shortcake Girl stomped her foot. The boy hung his head and dropped the rope. That's little Angel, all right. No doubt about it, Marley said. Mama, Jeffrey touched her shoulder. That child is not Angela. Butter offered me a deal. I'm ready to take it. She walked to her sitting chair and sat, whispering to the bird. Jeffrey strained his ears to hear. You get what you want when I get what I want. Marley closed her eyes and appeared to fall asleep. Butter nodded his head up and down, up and down. Was she losing her mind? Jeffrey felt spider legs tickle his spine. He raised the window further to let in a full breeze. Strawberry Shortcake Girl, trailing the jump rope, chased after the freckled boy. I'm sorry, Robert. I didn't mean it. They both halted at the stop sign and began talking, then laughed. Jeffrey chuckled. Kids are the darndest creatures. Don't you think, Butter? The bird stopped nodding his head and twitched his wings in reply. Marley leaned out the window. Mama says, I'm not supposed to talk to strangers, said the girl with the braids the color of butter. Marley grinned. 
her crooked teeth protruding in a jack-o'-lantern smile. I'm just a little old lady, like... Marley screwed her pale face up tight. Like your grandma. The girl glanced away. She fidgeted with the hem of her strawberry shortcake shirt. She was barely older than her brother. Marley chanced to look at the birdcage. Butter watched her. He tilted his head sideways. Let me have this one. Let me have this one and I'll give you what you want, she whispered. Butter nodded his head up and down, up and down. Marley turned back to the little girl, her knuckles white from grasping the edge of the window. She leaned out further. Now, Angel, is your grandma a stranger? The girl glanced up with a smile. No, I know her real well. Does your grandma give you cookies? Oh, yeah, with chocolate chips. Blonde wisps of hair flitted about the child's face like a golden halo. I've got cookies in here, and they've got cranberries in them. Marley's mouth twitched. You like cranberries, child? Hmm. Do they taste like chocolate? Oh, yes. Sweetest chocolate. Would you like to try a cookie? And we could talk. Like, like I was your grandma. Well... Strawberry Shortcake bit her lower lip and glanced up with big blue eyes. Jeffrey juggled the groceries at the door. The carton of eggs kept threatening to tip out of his arms. Hey, Mama? He knocked on the door with his elbow. Can you get the door? I'm loaded down with groceries. He waited a minute. Mama? She didn't respond. A sickening feeling tightened in his chest, and he hooked the bags all on his left hand as he dove into his pants pocket with his right to retrieve his keys. He slid the key into the lock and tapped the door open with his foot, like he always did. The heavy door swung open, slamming against the wall. Before the thought of stopping at the hardware store for a doorstop even hit his brain, Jeffrey paused at the threshold. Drawn blinds choked light from the room. Darkness seeped from ceiling to floor. He stood like a shadow, shuddering out the sun from behind him. Silhouettes of furniture loomed like shapely devils with their backs turned. The old clock, dominating the silence, ticked away seconds. Jeffrey took a step back. Shut that damn door! He jumped and felt the urge to turn from the darkness and flee. Dang it, Mama. You scared me. Get in here before the whole world sees. Jeffrey sighed, stepped through the doorway, and shut the door. Dark swallowed him whole. The crinkle of plastic bags chased away the clock's whisper. Where are you, Mama? Is something wrong? When you didn't answer... I was afraid something happened to you. Is that what you are afraid of? 
Jeffrey chilled at the sound of her voice. What was his mother up to now? As he approached the counter, his right foot slid in something slick like mud. Holy! His legs split in opposite directions. He dropped the bags and grabbed the counter. His right foot slipped again. Cans spun across the linoleum and slapped into cabinets. Catching his balance, Jeffrey watched the head of lettuce roll out of a bag and into the kitchen. It made a soft, whispery ploosh as it hit something. The tingle in Jeffrey's stomach tightened into a pulse. Mama, what is this on the floor? The pulse in his stomach spread to the rest of his body. He could hear his own heartbeat. Squatting, he dipped his finger into the goo and brought it close to his face. The liquid was dark. He sniffed it. Sweet. He brought it to his lips. It tasted metallic, almost like... like... Marley flipped on the table lamp next to her chair. Jeffrey screamed, scrambled up, slipped, and grabbed the counter. Holy crap, Mama! This isn't... I mean, is it? He found a dry patch and steadied himself. Blood? She asked. Jeffrey tore his eyes away from the floor and glanced up. He gulped. Is it? Marley walked into the light, grinning. Her small frame trembled as she whisked her hands behind her back. Of course not. <laughs> Where would blood come from? Jeffrey bunched his brow. Then what is this? Smudging it between his fingers, he observed it was a deeper red, more chunky than blood. He glanced up at the stone-cold glare, pulse thundering in his ears. He said, let me see your hands, Mama. Since you are so damn polite, she brought her hands around her narrow hips and displayed her stained flesh. Mama... I don't understand. Jeffrey shook his head. She spoke fast and clear. I promised him a long time ago I would give him what he wants if he would give me what I want. Who? When? Jeffrey stopped, heart pounding. He looked at the red globlets on the floor, then back to Marley. I got little angel, Jeffrey. I got her. After all these years, he finally let me have her. Jeffrey lowered his voice. Where is little angel? Marley quit grinning. In the kitchen. Jeffrey stood and clutched the counter for balance. He took a step around the corner and peered into the dark. His eyes were more adjusted now, allowing him to see what he couldn't see before. Oh no. He slipped once more in the juice and let himself fall hard on his knees. Oh, please, sweet Jesus of mercy. He bit his lip hard. Cans of empty cranberry sauce lay strewn across the floor. 
the escaped head of lettuce lay against. Marley's voice sizzled the air like electricity. I wanted the whole ones, Jeffrey. You stole from me the pleasure of stuffing them in fresh, said the twisted voice behind him. Butter squawked. I guess he'll be coming to collect me now, his mother said. Jeffrey heard their song outside, the song the children sang as they jumped in time. Hopscotch, graveyard watch, you get what you get, and you get what you got. Who likes dark stories? People who have experienced a touch of the dark side. People who are a little wiser to the world. People who like their bones chilled and their spines tingled. People like you and me. It's hard to find a story these days that write on the dark side with a touch of whimsy, humor, and heart. Mavsky spreads her dark wings and solves this problem for you. Head on over to Amazon and type Mavsky's name into the search engine. M-A-V-S-K-Y-E. At Amazon, you'll find her Tales to Chill Your Bones series, Girl Clown Hatchet series, Supergirl series, her cult classic novel, Wanted Single Rails, and, of course, her brand new release, Cold Hangs the Midnight. Choose your dark flavor and head on over to Amazon today. <laughs>